0: I don't know for you, but what I realize is when I stop fighting the dream and I just get on board with the dream, somehow all the dreams connect together. We have to be willing to connect dots in order for you to look back and connect the dots. But trust first. Trust that it's not for nothing. Trust that you don't have to prove why you're wanting this. Just you, you want it. But you, if you trust it, it's going to be connected somehow. It, it all connects back at the end. It's like, oh, 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 I get it. I get it. I get it. And now it creates that kind of beautiful constellation of who you are. It's like that does, that does, that, that drink, that drink, that drink, that dream. And then it creates your path. It creates your blueprint. It creates who you are. But you have to be willing to trust first, create the dots. After that, connect the dots. It's going to be connected. It's your purpose. Don't don't even try to challenge it. It's, it's who you are and it's going to keep you alive if you don't go for it anyway.
1: Oh my God, I'm so excited. Okay. Hi. Hi. How are we? I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be such a vibe. I feel like from last time, so big catch up. Welcome to the Dreams Spokes Show. This is my podcast. This is the thing. Last Friday, it was my birthday weekend, four-day extravaganza. It was just about to get started. I talked to Roxy. We did the most phenomenal interview ever. And I just had like an hour chat riff vibe. It was so vibey. And now here we are doing it on my channel. So yay, guys. And I have so much more that I even want to go into. And as I was like promoting this, it was like deep, deeper, deeper. deepest. I feel like we can go like deep, deeper, deeper. deepest because we like touched on things, got to know each other. And now here we are. And I think we should start this off by... Literally, you said something about since we talked, all these big dreams came true. So yeah. I would love you to riff on that. <laughs> Tell me all the things.
0: <laughs> I don't even have something to say. I'm like, oh, and hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here to continue this conversation. Like we were riffing on, because the thing is, we started talking about dreams, but then we also talk about this big reclamation of our dream, you know, and after we talk, I just want to portray this reclamation after we talk. There was this part of me saying, you reclaimed the big dream, but which part of yourself did you not reclaim that is important for this part to be there in order for you to manifest and actualize, you know, the dream. And mm-hmm. it was like, you're choosing the comfortable part of your dream, but there's still things thing you're not allowing in the big dream. You know, that that was the truth. Like after that, I'm like, we talk about truth. We talk about the real thing. And I said to myself. What am I not allowing to be true yet, but is already there vibrationally? And mm-hmm. I thought about this in my mastermind this morning, and it was just about like, for example, my clothes, like how I, what I wear. And the thing is, there was this kind of, always my mind was, was I don't know how to say it. It, it feels so like basic but it's through the basic. Most of the time we have the biggest break- breakthrough, right? But it's like my my closet is full of brand. It's full of fashion and I and clubs. That's, that's the truth. But you would never see me wear it. Like I'm kind of a grocery store gal, you know? And you would never see me with a hat. And like my mind would always go a little bit like, what's the point? What's the point? Why wearing this? Why putting this? Why putting this? And the thing that happened, is not about like, you need to wear the hat in order for you to have the dream. It's not about that. The thing is, I will all, I, my, the underground mind, what was, was saying is, was more like when I will be on stage, then I will allow myself to wear the hat. Can you feel the difference? It's not like I should wear a hat in order for me to be successful. It's not about that. You know, it was more like mm-hmm. when I will become the thing, then I will. I can't give myself permission to wear what I truly crave to wear. That was this kind of switch. Like, oh, that's, that's sneaky, you know, because I was here. I was kind of beautifully owning myself, but not on the level I wanted to show up because who am I to bring the app to a podcast, you know, like get off your eye horse, you know, just it's a podcast. Like it was this kind of thing that I have so many hats. I have so many jewelry, but I would never wear them because it's like, what's the point? It was always that. What's the point? And like, you don't have a ball every Tuesday, you know? So, but my closet is full of things to go to the ball, for example. So this was the kind of thing like reclaiming it. And that was really Mm. funny. I reading that context, just so, you know, you can understand the depth in this. I decided to put out everything that I was owning and just you know secondhand giving it to to people mm-hmm. that in need everything that I was just owning to belong yeah and not because I wanted it to bring like it's so basic it's a it's a clothes thing you know closet thing and I bring up the real clothes the me clothes the next level me that is already there and yeah. I was putting the hat on and I'm like this is it I was looking at myself and I'm like. I can feel the vibe, you know, the emoji change. And for me, it was yeah. the clothes change. And I swear, I deposit the hat. I go to bed and I said, tomorrow is a miraculous day for me. And three dreams came through the next morning. First of all, two Olympics stadium called me to be on stage. Olympic stadium, entrepreneur event. Like, do you want to be a keynote speaker on that? That was part of my reclamation. I want to be a wall I want to go. I decided, remember what I put into our mastermind together? I claim. Yeah. And I remember the photo, right? I'm going to show it. I claim. And I swear it's in the chat in the boxer chat. I said, watch out 2023. That's me. The next morning. Yes, I remember that. Oh, me. We're organizing something for oh 2020. Do you want to be on it? And I'm like, What? <laughs> and, and that, that's, that's one of the dream after that. Like, one of our bank like I claim the next thing that I want in my bank account, you know, with money is 100 million, mm-hmm. one of my things mm-hmm. And I'm like, this, we talk about the eight figure, but then I'm like, hmm, 100 million feels good. Like, feels really good. And then out of nowhere, one of our uh, broker called us and one of our bank account an investment. Like, it's, it's not like mm-hmm. in coaching uh, money, it's, it's in a holding and it's investment. You know and he said you know in, in 12 months this account will, will reach 5 million and then it compounds with interest like maybe it's going to go through 1 million a month in profit and then i'm like that's my one million a month just like that <laughs> and the coaching is going crazy I'm, i didn't reach the one million a month yet but it's more like opening to the bigness to everything you know always always that was it Everything was like, boom, 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 boom. Out of nowhere, Facebook calls me saying like, they want to help me with something, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Facebook wanted to help me optimize my things and just helping me make more money. And I'm like, what, what is happening in here? Like this, this, this. So There was so many dreams coming true for me that, in that moment. And, and I think the first thing that I want to say with that is it all starts with a real reclamation of truth. Like being mm. honest. So, yeah, that was it. 100%. Me the story that's started
1: with that. Yeah. I love it because I feel like that main theme of what we were talking about for that entire podcast interview was reclamation, reclamation. And like you were saying, it's basic. But all of our biggest dreams, I feel like they start there. Like they start with something so basic and then it flicks like a complete switch. Like we, me with letting go of an emoji. And you like fully got that. I went in there. I was like, where else on the planet can you be like, dude, I'm having a complete and utter life rearrangement because I can no longer use this emoji. And you got it. Everyone was like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Something so basic. But that just shows like not even surprised we're so successful because we pick up on the little things of like we were talking about reclamation and then all of a sudden you're like shifting in your mind going like, what am I reclaiming? What am I reclaiming? And then like big dream, big dream, big dream, big dream, like all lining up. So I feel like my favorite thing is whenever I achieve something or manifest something, I get like a really big code, like a lesson. So for you with this one of like the Friday talking about the reclamation, well, is my Friday, probably your third Thursday. But like, what is beyond the reclamation? What do you feel like is like the biggest code, like, the nugget you can now chew on from that moment in time.
0: True, There's so many golden nuggets into this reclamation, but I think, okay, there's two things. I'm going to allow myself to say two, two codes that came through two codes, two codes. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> the first one was this separation in timeline saying I can only allow myself when, and, and it's subtle. Like we're dreamer. We don't do this on the, First level of things, but it, it was subtle. Like, just look at me with my outfit, you know? But it was subtle. It's like, it's not that I'm just wearing jogs all the time. I was still like classy woman who's showing up, but it was more like this bigness that exists in the clothing that I would always override with this kind of a I cannot really allow myself. I'm not there yet. I'm not that woman yet. So, there was this kind of distortion in timeline saying, I cannot allow the bigness that already exists in me to come through until I achieve the thing. But actually, it's because you're allowing yourself to become the desire that you easily become the thing. Doesn't make sense. But the thing that was happening was always, always this kind of illusion that was happening with me. Like, I can only do that when. And I think that's the big difference between desiring something or becoming the desire. That's not the same thing. Desiring something, it's out of view. It's like you, you, you feel the scarcity, you feel the gap, you feel the now and later. When you become the desire, all timeline comes together and you're it. The owl comes, like just released itself because you, you don't have to ask yourself, oh, am I gonna go there? You're already it and actualizing it. So it just, it changed the whole path but I didn't notice myself how much there was this little things because when we're achiever when we're a dreamer when we perform big we aim for the big thing that can change everything and sometimes we, we skip yeah. the details but it's in the details that there's this gap of timeline so after our, our conversation this is why I had like hmm, there's so many things you're aligned there's part of you that you're not allowing. And that was the truth for me. So that's my first code is to bring back the timeline of now. You're the desire. Mm. And not have the thing. Become the, the desire first. Lock yourself in the frequency of now. And the second thing was how much our mind override the pleasure and the desire. How many times would someone would say, what's the point? Oh, it would take me time. Oh, it would like, why, why would I do this? If I can just do that, they will aim for practical instead of magic. So of course I don't need the hat to be successful. I don't need it. I'm already successful and I don't need the hat. Nobody needs a hat to make eight figures. Does it make sense? It's, it's not the hat that makes mm-hmm. it. But it's who I am when I wear the hat and who I am when I wear the hat activates myself and I feel good. And it's not so- power it's not like i need the hat it's i'm allowing myself to be with the hat it's so different in the potency of the frequency yeah. it's like and so many people like yeah why would i put on makeup if i can sleep instead of doing this the truth is if you don't want to put makeup on you just fucking don't the point is not you have to yeah. beauty is not, not the point that's not about it like exactly like that's the thing but for me i was holding back not because I don't want to, if that's not my truth, but because it was uncomfortable for me to commit to this part of me that loves beauty. Because it's been so long that I was not committed to the beauty of me. Can you feel the difference? It's so different. We are kind of um, how you say that when you're like kind of it's been a long time and then you need to to learn again. Like, you know, we always say like it's kind of like riding a bike. Like at first it's like you're kind of quickie with this and after that we go on, but it's the same thing with my I'm going to be honest with you. It's like, it's been so long that I was taking care of our look, you know, I'm a mom. There are so many things and am not like the kind of trashy kind of way. Like I take care of myself. It was more really bringing the level of caring and beauty and master and feeling like a piece of heart that I love. I really love to do that. And that's nothing that I was attracted to Melanie, for example, because she's owning that part of herself. And you don't need to, to book with a hat. So you don't need to have the flower dress to make sure that you're beautiful. It was not about that. It was, I love it. And it makes me feel alive. Looking yeah. at myself in the, you know, that's, that's the difference. That's really the difference. In today. Yeah. I think it's really to catch up your mind when just take a moment and take the time, take the time to feel alive. It's going to change your life. It's going to change your life to feel alive. It's in the detail. It's in the little things. It's, like don't get caught up into it's going to take time or energy or space or anything do the fucking thing it's going to change everything how you feel how you show up and the most important thing is how you you feel about yourself and that's Mm. power that's really power for me Mm,
1: oh my god i love this so much so there's like two things here So the other day I was doing on a creator mind call. So I've got this course that's a content creators course. And I showed up and I had like a gray top on. I had my hair like in a bun and I had it up like this. And so I had it in a bun and I had a gray top on and I had like shorts on and I like showed up like that. And they were just like, what is happening? And I was like, well, this is what I would do is if if I wasn't making an effort. Cause it looks like I like, it takes effort to look like you made no effort. (laughs) It's like, it takes a bit of an effort, but I showed them like me in a grey shirt, hair up, grey top, and the hose in the background on my veranda. And I'm like, "Why do you guys show up as is? Like, why?" And then I was like, "Okay," because and then they usually say time. When I want to go live, I want to go live. And I was like, "Set your timers." And then I moved and I went away from the camera and I went and got dressed. And thirty seconds it took me. I had a hat on. I put a dress on. I had my hair down. I changed the background. I was like, what's the feeling you get now? It's me in my highest frequency. It's me wearing from top to bottom, everything that I love. So it's not even about the makeup, but it is because it's like, if you love it, you love it, do it. So it's like, what do you love is everything from the top to the bottom, what you love. And I said, this dress that I was wearing the other day, this dress, every dress that I wear, it's a cocktail dress. It's what you go and wear to a party when you're going out somewhere special. And I'm like, you are online. You are somewhere special. Like you're actually somewhere special. Like, so I've got like a whole rack of all these beautiful clothes where I used to just go live in like whatever I was wearing, whether it be gray jumpers. I just don't have any of that anymore because I have a tendency too much to just do it because I get a little lazy. But then when you like really make an effort to go live and you're making it into a piece of art and you're loving it, it's like you are on a different frequency and you're enjoying it. And also like strategically speaking, people stop. And they're like, this chick's making an effort. Because I think a lot of us as well, like, I don't know what your vibes of this is. We actually try not to look like we try. And so like, sometimes that can be when we don't get dressed. It's like, I don't want to look like I'm trying. (laughs) Like, how do you feel with that? (laughs) Yeah. But
0: it takes an effort to look like you don't make an effort. That's the thing. It's worse. It's like, I was trying because if we're really honest making no effort at all it's something a little bit weird what we look like so it's more like there's this kind of mini setup but you're never really satisfied that's the truth but then like that's not it i love the way you show up the way you do things that's, that's why i was saying it's not about like how you look it's about how you feel about how you look and when you make an effort that's what it's really important because are you managing too are you a hey. yeah, managing yeah yeah five one. yeah so what we do, so what we tend to do is we skip steps sometimes. So I love action. I love to do things. But this is, I was doing like you, like, what's the point? Let's go get, let's do life. Then this way I know yeah. I'm going to go, you know, let's do this. But when you start to skip steps, what happens is this skipping, the compound itself and they become your identity. And I become someone that doesn't really care how she shows up, what's important, she just she shows up. But what we do when we do that is we go straight to the strategy and into the visionary, but we let go of the muse in us that makes it appealing, you know? It's like it's a doing thing now. It's like, I'm going to produce, I'm going to make it happen, I'm gonna and we do it, and we, we try a way to, to we found a way to make it fun, you know? Like, we are where we are because we're intelligent, you know? Like, we, we find a way, we, we get it. But the real muse, the real purpose that exists in us, the inspiration, the creativity, she needs caring. Mm. We cannot skip. She takes time. She needs this nurturing, this attention, like making an effort. That's the muse. The muse that wants you to take a moment and just look, is everything looking the way that it makes me feel alive. Like the beauty of sight, like what you hear, are you loving it? Is it activating you? What you see, is it activating you? Like, I I always like kid around with my team and I say, we incarnated into the physical world. We're not angel. We're not guides. We're not like this energy that flow around. We're human. That means that we love what's physic. Let's just not pretend we're higher than this. What's beautiful for the eyes for each and every one of us is important. What we hear is important, like our feeling, our senses are so important. This is how we fulfills ourselves as human. If you try to just make it energy, no, no, she's there. Everything is beautiful about her. That's the truth. You know, like it's okay. I, she's taking the time. That's it. She's showing up. Yes, that's cool. But are you fulfilled? Are you fulfilled? It's not just service. It needs to come from you. Are you happy? Are you fulfilled with the way you look? Maybe the effort is up. And... Once you do it, it's not that, like, it's, it's going to become effortless, you know, because mm-hmm. you know what it feels like to prepare yourself, to show up on the way you want to show up, to create everything with so much meaning. It's so different, you know?
1: This is amazing. So what you just <laughs> said was, like, the guides, and we didn't come through as angels and guides. Our spiritual connection is the knowingness of that. But I love what you said, like, what... I'm translating is we came here to love the physical as in material and that is spiritual our spiritual thing of loving the material that we keep making ourselves so bad and we're like we're trying to act like we're a guide or an angel or something that doesn't care about the physical yeah. I would love you to run with that just a little bit more like what your vibes are around that material because that's definitely for me I was a minimalist coming into 2020. And then, as soon as I was like, you know what? Like, when I really came to peace and harmony around my desires, and I was like, the one thing that is stopping me in my entire life is me trying to hold on to this minimalist identity as I step into bigger desires uh, with bigger dreams, wanting to dream bigger. Like, everything in my life was amazing. My relationship was amazing. My kids were amazing. My life was amazing, traveling around, becoming a millionaire in a caravan. All these things were amazing. My cash flow was never above and beyond what I needed. It was just what I needed. It would grow, but it wouldn't go beyond what I needed. And it was that one glitch in my whole system. And the one thing that I had to let go of is the minimalist. I definitely cha- stayed like, true to some of the things that I like care about, but that was essentially what kind of like happened for me is like coming into terms with peace and harmony around money and desiring material things. And like that same year, we bought a classic car and started to like invest in big things that before it was like, we have a caravan. We don't buy any things. We're minimalist. And then I think I just started to like come to peace and harmony with like, we are humans. We're not here. And I love what you said is I didn't come here to be an angel or a spirit guide or God. I'm like, I already am. Like that's already happening, but I'm in physical form. So I get to come to peace and harmony with material things. That's Mind-blowing. I've never heard anybody say it like that before. (laughs) That's amazing.
0: And that was my own fight. This is why I'm really owning it from beauty and love and and consciousness. And I truly believe like we're all, like we all are connected. We're all this extension of source or God or, or universe, whatever feels connected to you. But I cannot say I'm the extension of it, but I'm bad for desiring to be here. What was the point? To renounce. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. And I always love, like I'm, I'm an emotional person and that emotional is what makes me the most human, you know? I'm dramatic as fuck. You know, when I was younger, I would used to put on my Walkman and my family, my, my father is a DJ, okay? So they were always like listening to club and dancing in the car. But it was so dramatic. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. But that's for the weekend. And I was putting on Celine Dion in my walkman and just making sure I cry and look at myself in the mirror of the car and just look dramatic and make sure I feel the dark and the depth of my being. And like, I wanted to feel alive through the emotion. But at that moment, I thought I was crazy. You know, like you cannot say that to your girlfriend that like in high school or anything like that, like, oh, what did you do this weekend? I was crying because I wanted to cry. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. And one day I was reading a book, and and I think it's Paulo Coelho, and he said, I I don't remember the, the full quotes of it, but it was like something, when you're allowing yourself to feel alive, it means that you're in peace with the world and you're in peace with the physical world. You're allowing yourself to be alive. That means you're allowing yourself to be a physical being. And a physical being means, and he's pointing out. And I said, this is what I want. I want to feel alive. But I cannot be alive and not wanting to be here. It, it doesn't, it's the, we're not an energetic match to be unheard, you know? And who am I to reject Gaia? Everything that she's offering to us. Like, we say we're spiritual and abundant, but I have to reject the abundance of the earth the abundance
1: yeah no, we're not a tree we're not trees we're not like I didn't come through as a tree I didn't I came through
0: as a human I'm not a tree yeah exactly so so then I can love the, the other one I can and there was this really haha moment for me when I realized there's nothing wrong with me for desiring to be human and there's this kind of collective thing where We're so afraid of the physical world, but you know what it means? We're afraid of our power to be human that can create. That's what we're saying. We prefer to reject the part of us that can create anything that we desire and hurt than say we can desire everything. So if you have nothing, that means it's your fault. So let's put the blame. It's not wanting the thing. Instead of saying you can have the thing, but you don't know how to have the thing. That's the difference. That's the real difference. It's so easier to say you're a bad person for wanting it, Than saying, oh, I don't know how to get it. And it it hurts me to not having it. So I prefer to say it's not important for me than to say it's important for me, but I don't have it. You know, I would prefer to reject the thing than to allow myself to say I want the thing, but I don't have the thing. So then I feel scar-seeking in in my body. So when I realized this, that was one of my recommendations in 2020, 2018. And it's like that with money. It's, it's like, why would I have to justify myself for wanting the thing? I'm here. I'm supposed to do what? Like be a tree? Do nothing? I came here excited yeah. to be a soul who do, who create, who touch the hurt, who live, who's, who's alive, who loves, who, who learns what it's like to be brokenhearted and at the same time so much in love and like the up, the down, the darkness, the light, like bring it all. I want the full spectrum of it. I'm not afraid to live. I'm afraid to die. That's the thing. I don't, I don't want to survive anymore. I want to live everything. And living means the, the flip side, the duality, the darkness. It means everything. And I think when we're allowing it, and this is what, I think one of your reclamation recently, it was also like in 2022, what we talk about was things like wanting the thing, not feeling bad for wanting the thing, being alive and desiring it, just claiming it. I. This is what I want. Like, I don't have to just try to prove that I'm worthy or a good person for wanting the thing. I just want the thing. Can I have the thing? That's it. There's no kind of like supreme judge that would say if yes or no, I'm a good person for wanting the thing. It's just, I can have the thing. Let's choose the thing. Does that make sense? It's just.
1: it's A hundred percent. I love it. I'm so into this. So what is the big dream that you're like manifesting at the moment? Like I'm, I, my big dream now is like the eight figures. And I always go into my head. Like there's this oscillation, same thing with the million. It was like, why do I want a million? And then like, I want a million. Why do I want a million? I want a million. Cause I just do. And then it was like all the healing on the way to that. And then we create the million. It's amazing. And it's like, I get to be more me than I've ever been before. I get to, I get to experience all the full spectrum to a certain point, cause there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. And now it's like eight figures. I'm like, why do we go from a million to like eight figures? That's a big jump. It's a big, like seven figures to eight figures just feels like the next logical move. But for you, what's your, cause I know you've manifested so many, so many big dreams and I want to go into those, but what's the, the, the big dream that you're manifesting now?
0: There's so many, I claim so many dreams. I have this eight figures too, but I'm going to be honest. It's really tangible. But to have my name as number one best in the New York Times. My next book, I want it to be number one in the New York Times. Like, I want to go big like that. I, I want to be now. Like, I want Good Morning America to call me saying, do you want to speak about this? What is happening with you? And yes, of course, I'm going to look at my schedule, you know? <laughs> like, I. this is what I'm manifesting. Like, I think that, co- like, that connection with the world and feel like this next book that I'm writing right now I wanted to really change the world. Like I, I, I feel even like, like kind of shaky to say this, but I wanted, you know, there's this kind of universal book that lasts over time. You know, like for dad and the rich down, that kind of thing. For that, goes, dad, yeah, yeah. I really, I'm holding that dream of I, I want to create that fundamental universal truth into this book where. People remind themselves so much who they are, and I think it's it's universal. Into so which you can never forget that, and you can it cannot be out of time. It's universal. It's it's fundamental about who we are, and that's that's my big dream. And and I use it as a catalyst of everything that I desire to. So that's really something that I'm claiming right now, I'm allowing myself to say like my word, my work, my impact, my genius can have that ripple effect into the world. That's that's really it. And what helped me is realizing like. If I stop fighting why I want it, and I'm trusting that it's meant to be, then I'm free. Yeah. You know? And yeah. what's, I don't know for you, but what I realize is when I stop fighting the dream and I just get on board with the dream, somehow all the dreams connect together. We have to be yeah. willing to cut dots in order for you to look back and connect the dots. But trust first. Trust that it's not for nothing. Trust that... You don't have to prove why you're wanting this, just you you want it. But you if you trust it, it's gonna be connected somehow. It it all connects back at the end. It's like, oh, 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 I get it, I get it, I get it. And now it creates that kind of beautiful constellation of who you are. It's like that dots, that does, that, that drink, that drink, that drink, that dream. And then it creates your path, it creates your blueprint, it creates who you are. But you have to be willing to trust first. Create the dots. After that, connect the dots. It's it's gonna be connected. It's your purpose. Don't don't even try to challenge it. It's, it's who you are. And it's going to keep you alive if you don't go for it anyway.
1: hundred percent. It's like you coming to peace and harmony with that big dream. Because the biggest torture is like, I can't do this. Or like, yeah. why do I have this? Like, why can't I just have a humble little book? Why does it need to be the biggest thing? A, what is that book going to be? If you know, but then B, like, what do you do once you have a big dream to do something big like that? So same thing for me. I've got a book that I'm writing at the moment and it's driving me crazy. But you know, I've like the big dreams book is getting written. I've been writing it for five years. I've had best selling books before. This one's different. It's kind of like that thing that, like, <laughs> but writing because like it's always been my thing. The more, you know, that St- Stephen Pressfield quote, the more resistance you feel around something, the more important it is to your soul. I'm definitely feeling that with my book. What is that like for you for the writing process? Because we are dreamers, and then it's like, oh, I've also got to write these words. So
0: for me, okay, what I realized, I think it's going to, I don't know if it's going to help you. It's so practical, but my mind process faster than, how oh, I type, right? Then I get fucked up yeah. in my head. Like I have an idea and then it's empowering in the, in the moment that I take to write it. And then I'm already somewhere else. and I'm like, I, I lost the train of thought. So what I do yeah. is I write a book by recording myself. After that, I transport, I, I transport it. So my book has been written yeah. by walking. And it has changed my mind. And what is funny is when I'm listening to myself on, on vocal memos, I'm like, oh no, scratch that. That was shit. And then I talk to myself, to the version of me who transcribed the vocal into a book, you know? So that's really nice because what happened is I let the muse speak and I, I, I take the visionary translated. It. And it's, it's so powerful because the muse speaks. And she has no limitation about what she thinks. She's just fully connected to the truth of what she want to say, what's the desire. So my process, and it's always like that for I me. Mean, my process is first to be squishy clean and really, dif- like, I really connected to the desire. And when it's done, the job of my masculine energy or my visionary, I like to call him like the visionary, like the boss or whatever you call it, is to trust the desire of the muse his job is not to challenge it his job is to take the potential energy of the desire and make it a destination that's his job not to challenge it not to challenge the worthiness of it he trusts so much his queen or his muse or whatever it is that are part of us is connected to the infinite that exists that his job is never to say am i enough is it going to happen his job is just to say i'm going to make it happen i got you and that's the version of me that when i write my book i connect to i got us i'm gonna bring us there like doesn't make sense like i got the news while i'm saying this but it's more like and every time i doubt myself i just take a moment to reconnect with the muse just to yeah. feel myself alive just to reconnect to the desire and then i go back into the writing and it helps me so much to get into a momentum with it and i've been. I think I wrote this book like five times in the past three years because I was never oh allowed my myself God. to make it. But right now, it's more of a, it's me now, it's, it's time. Yeah.
1: Goes I, through I, iterations, I, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I feel I was, with that, with the Big Dreams book, I've been writing it over the five years. The first iteration was a version and then it was like, that's not it. And then I think it's the same. It's like three, four, five times. And now it feels like it's solid it's done. It's so interesting that you said that about like having it transcribed because I've made a whole course from it. So I could literally I... just have it all transcribed, but it's just like, I feel like I'm going the hardest. I'm like the purist. Is like, I've got to write it for it to be a real book, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see how we go with it because it's definitely would be the easy, the path of least resistance would be to transcribe it. And then, cause it's 111 videos that I've recorded for it. So the content there, if I just put it out there, And don't have to be such a purist with like, I have to write it.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, it's going to inspire you and say, oh, no, that's not it anymore. Like I have a new vision of this, a new inspiration about this. And I think the difference when we write a book is this. I was writing so much on a circumstantial belief that we evolve so much. So if it takes more than three months to write my book, I'm done. I don't even believe what I believe first. I'm like, I know like, it, it doesn't make sense. I don't believe what I just wrote. Okay, scratch that book. Let's redo it again. And I did it five times. And so one day I said, there's something not working. Like there's this kind of book where it is universal. Yeah. You read it over and over again. And even if your consciousness evolves, you just bring it with you. Like it's 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 universal. And I said that, I think that's, that's the thing about me. Like, and there's nothing wrong with like this kind of circumstantial book where it's really about something specific on the level of consciousness you're on but I know deep down, it's not fulfilling for me. You know, I have this bestseller kind of mind where it's like universal and it creates a story with it. Of course, it has to have content that is universal. And I said, you always write about what you believe and not who you are. What if you write about who you are? This fundamental truth about who you are that you know that everyone else also is. And that changed my life. Right? is is the self-reclamation of our inherent truth? That's not where I'm different. That's where we are all together as humanity. And that's the book. Like it brings us like that, this book. It's fundamental truth about who, how good, how beautiful. Uh like I'm telling you, just reading this book, it was for me first, just reclaiming who I am. And I'm not alone. I am, you know, like I belong in here as you do, as we all do. And that's the kind of book I wanted to write. So instead of talking about, oh, I believe this or I don't believe this or I don't believe it, which I change all the time for God's sake, <laughs> it's yeah. like I cannot change ever again in my life that I believe that I'm good, like or not. That's that's my truth. I'm good. I'm pure. Incredible. That you can say that truth. Does this makes sense. So I started writing about, yeah. and that, that was it for me. I love it. Universal
1: and timeless together those creates those books that live on forever that you will always be proud to give people because the other books that I've written to this point they were chapters of my life and yeah. now it's like when people are like can I read your book I'm like yeah don't read it it's not like who I am now it was who I was to get to that point and then it was like I wrote books to close a chapter I was like There was my, all of my stuff about juggling kids. I don't want to talk about it anymore. That's where it is. Gurry that. I'm not talking about it anymore. Moving right along. And now like this book is that universal, that one that's like, I want to read it again and again and again, timeless, complete, like universal and timeless. So I love that. (laughs) I loved our little like book moment here. That's so good because that's something that like definitely for me, it's the constant, you know, that working with that creative mood, like the muse and the catharsis of writing love it yeah. it made me remember something that I saw that you wrote like maybe a couple of weeks ago and you were writing about like rebirth and I would love your vibes on that like like an extension on that because that's just what made me think about it because if you write a book that's not about your rebirth or whatever it might be it's something that's timeless it's not going to be about a rebirth it's going to be timeless it's going to be universal so I would love your vibes on that because that's what made me think about that so I feel like it might be important in this conversation
0: yeah that post had a lot of Polarization. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I saw that. I love how you end on it. Beautiful. So great. I honestly, like, I, 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 this is what we always talk, like, we once talk about. Like, I I don't, I don't mind the difference in in our opinion in life. And and I'm okay to be misunderstood. And the thing is, it was really coming from a place of love. Like, it was more like, the thing about rebirth, the, the point of the post was more like I don't believe in rebirth. I really believe that every day is a new day. That's that's my true, like on a cellular level, we rebirth every day. Like that's the okay. truth. I think the difference is, is most of the time people create dramatic things with rebirth because they don't know how to handle the past, like who they were in the last chapter. So they prefer to make a big scene just to make sure that they stand and say, that's not me anymore. I'm just going to make sure that you know that that was a version of me a little bit lost, you know, but I'm not that. So there's this kind of statement that people do with rebirth that is not on the foundation of pure healing, but it's more about hiding the fact that there's still shame and guilt about the last version of who they, they are, you know? So that, that's the difference, see? And most of people, they just rebirth all the time, not for real rebirth, but they don't know how to handle the potential sustainability. And because things get born, they're like, okay, let's burn the house on the ground and then reborn again. Yeah. That's the thing. And I was not saying that like out of me, I was a Phoenix woman. <laughs> <laughs> that Phoenix rising. It's like, oh, it's boring in here. Let's burn the house and build it again. You know. Right But it was not a real rebirth. I'm the same on the other side of the fire. It's more like I don't know how to live with boredom. I don't know how to live with sustainability. I don't know how to grow and refine, but I know how to rebuild. So because I don't know how to refine, I'm going to destroy everything and rebirth again. That I know. I know the version of me who's birthed, but I don't know the version of me who's refined. It's all rebirth. It takes a lot of fucking energy to rebirth all the time, for God's sake. You're always redoing it, redoing it, like burning my business to the ground just to make sure I feel alive again. And then I'm yeah. And I'm back. You know, that kind of statement. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. I'm from back. Fire. There's, there's this, and I'm dramatic. So, you know, I love a good rebirth. So, but the thing was, when I realized this, my husband said to me really straightforward. There's nothing new with you. You just burn your business to the ground. That's it. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm you. It's like, no, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. There's there's not nothing has changed. Like, yeah, there's new thing. Like you have evolved, like human evolution. Like, no, you're not. I'm like, what do you mean? I am. I'm all you. He's like, no, the only thing that's new is you don't have a business anymore. And that was. And here I was praying the Phoenix woman, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But that was a real lesson for me as a CEO, as a woman. Like, yeah. And he said, I'm not saying this to shame you. He just said, it's been a long time that I've seen you doing it over and over again. He said, are you not exhausted to create over and over again a new thing? Can you not learn to add? And I said, like, first of all, I want to kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But at the same time, he was so much saying this because he said, I know you're courageous. So you're not afraid of the fire, but you don't have to burn everything to feel alive. And that was a real conversation we had together because my husband is the, the fucking king of sustainability. You know, he's his yeah. version of what it's like to be bored by the same thing over and over again. So I was like, eh, who are you to say that? Like, your business is boring, mine is alive. And he said, yeah, well, no. Yours is always to burn everything. So that that was the whole concept into this. But the thing about rebirth is the rebirth is just a new new way to hold your consciousness. It's like this expansion of who you are, your understanding, your self-actualization, your self-conceptualization of who you are, your identity, what you believe to be true about yourself has changed. But the thing about rebirth is... Our consciousness also always evolved. So what is true now would be a fucking illusion later. That's the truth. Like I, I'm telling you, I swear to my grandmother, I at like 10 years old, Remember, I telling you, I would never eat salmon in my life. I swear. And she said, yeah, 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 you say that, but you're going to love it. And I swear to you in the consciousness of a 10 years old, from the bottom of my heart, I would never do that. Like it was not existing as a value, as something never. That was out of my truth and from pure embodiment, never. I was like, I was getting mad, and she was laughing, Yeah, yeah, you're gonna grow up and you're gonna eat salmon. And I was like, No, you don't get me. That's not my truth. And here I am, yielding salmon, you know, because I love salmon, but that version of 10 years old. Was really in her truth. That was true for her from her full consciousness. But that's the same thing. What you believe to be really true about yourself, you have to be willing to let go sometimes to evolve because there's so many things we just said never. Whoop. Life has been fire, new desire. And then somehow you're like, oh, but I want it now. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I've become this. But there's nothing wrong with that. So when I was writing my book, if you write a book about circumstantial truth and consciousness, you have to be willing that it's going to be like on a timeline. And somehow you're going to look at your book and say, but I don't believe that anymore. And that's okay. You know, I used to be so ashamed of my first book. I, I'm, I'm blonde on the cover of it. I'm fucking oh my blonde. God. I'm <laughs> blonde. Like I, I have this blonde hair and I have this, I look like you're going you're gonna to laugh. Like, I couldn't even imagine that. It's a collage, you know, it's a kind of cosmic collage kind of thing with big sun behind my head. And like, it's my first book. And I used to be so ashamed because of the reboot. Like, no, that's not me anymore. Please don't read that. Please don't go there. Instead of now, what I've I've learned is to accept every iteration of my truth and refination of it. And that creates this kind of space where I'm like, you're going to smile because you're going to feel the evolution. That's the difference, like the mature way. But the thing is, there's nothing wrong with that. But now I, I was craving the. No matter where I'm going, that's the truth, you know. But that's different. Yeah. That means a lot of creating of your truth, because if you you stay on the surface, it's just circumstantial truth, you know. It's it's more like about now. So you have to go deep to understand. What has been there over and over and over again in every level, in every rebirth? What has never gone away? Yeah. What is staying there? My book is yeah. about that. And that's a different kind of work. Instead of saying, what do I believe to be true about this? Well I believe this is true. But then in two weeks you're gonna challenge me and say, like, oh you're right. Oh, I believe. That.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about this is I think it's sustainable to burn it down in the beginning because you build something you don't want to build. You like so that's like when I had my two set 2016 Burn It Down. Yeah, I built something that I didn't want to be. Me and other women, we were on our way to the millions and they were doing it a certain way. We did it. We internet marketed our way to the millions and we were doing it and I was like I'm putting the algorithm before art. I'm putting marketing before my craft I'm putting selling before creativity everything is going before what it's supposed to be and what it was originally is now just gone and it's just all about the algorithm all about the marketing all about the selling and it's like where is my creativity this is just a business I don't want to just have a business I'm a life worker this is different and so I remembered like I just was like burn it down burning it to the ground and then mm-hmm. I did I burnt it down but then being having a six-figure business being the one that earns the money and then burning it down is a little, like it's very ridiculous. And after I did that, I was like, I am not going to build something I want to break. I don't want to build something I want to break ever again. And so from that, it's this constant like awareness. Like if we did burn things down the way we used to, we would be burning things down weekly. Like that's how fast I feel like we grow now. So you can have, you can afford to do rebirth at the beginning, I feel. But then when you get to our level at like the million, we would be having, if we acted like we used to, we would have rebirth every week because we're changing every week. What I said last week, I have a new evolution of it because we're living, li- like living life at such a fast rate of lessons, just lessons fire hosing at us. So I always think about tweak, finesse, refine, tweak, refresh, finesse, refine, because I'm building something I don't want to break, which means I've got to be very thoughtful of every action. And I guess you would be the same, like, is this me? And then like the genie thing, I was just like, I don't want to write the genie anymore. Okay. Announcement. Hey, we're not the genie anymore. That's it. But before that would have been like, Oh my God, rebirth and like burn it down, break it out. And it was just like, we just changed some emojis. It's fine. I'm letting go of an identity. And what's next is the identity that I'm stepping into is I am Jana Kingsford. Hello. There is no alter ego. There is no mascot. There is no, (laughs) there is no um, external archetype. It's just me. I am. Hello. (laughs) So that's as simple and as easy as, as, as it is, it's not dramatic. It's letting go and it's rising and it's not our first rodeo and we just do it again and again and again. But if we were rebirthing like we used to, We would have to do this every week. And then that's obviously just you can't do that. Burn it down
0: to the ground every week. Yes. And somehow there's this kind of disconnection with your people, also like not untrustful, but how long is it gonna last? Mm -hmm. You know? And that was something like, and I would always remember my husband saying to me, like we've been together for eight years now, and he was saying to me at the beginning, I don't know how to connect with you because you're changing so much. So I never know which part is going to be disconnected next week. You know, it's like, you're always having this big moment. My husband is also like my best friend. So I share everything. He's the first one to know my rebirth, you know, (laughs) but every time I get to know you, like you're not there anymore, but I realized what was disconnecting us. And that was transposed into my business. It's not the rebirth. It's not the changing. It's I make so much a big scene of the refination of who I became that it disconnect me with people. Because why do we make a big yeah. scene to prove ourselves, to to hide the fact that we're still a little bit like kind of wounded by the rebirth because there's still fire or whatever it is. That it's like Why do we make it a big scene? Because we want to justify. We want to make sure we're good. We want to make sure that people get us. But what it creates, it's really like through our own wound of trying to justify the rebirth, it separates us from, from people. And when my husband said it, that's not the absolute truth. Like he's not God, you know? He believe he is, but you know, but he is. Anyway, but <laughs> the thing about this is, is he said, I feel like you're pushing me away every rebirth. And he was not saying this to me, like blaming you or anything. He's more like, you make so much of a big scene all the time about it. And I'm like, is she going to go away? And like, there's always this kind of grand entrance of your rebirth. And now you're not that anymore. And everything you were before is not good. But he's like, I was there. I was with you on the last chapter. Like, can you feel the difference? So when you make a big scene, that was this kind of moment where I was so much caught up in my own wounds and shame. That That was shame for me of the last iteration that I didn't realize that everyone who's with you on the last one didn't feel that they felt good with you yeah. Did okay but if you portray everything that was happening on the last one as like it's not there anymore please don't talk about this then what happened with the people that were with you in the last scene you know on the last chapter and that just bring another leadership and consciousness into the word that you're using and the way i'm entrancing this like of course let's be honest i change every fucking two seconds that's the truth the level of consciousness we're holding <laughs> thing you know we have a conversation boom i wear a hat you know like it's it's just but i didn't make a scene it's not like i'm just gonna announce that i had a rebirth i'm wearing hat now it's just no it's just you're gonna live the fact that i have a hat i'm not gonna wear all the time the hat that's not the thing but you know it's it's more like i get it i like you it's an emoji thing it's a big thing for you that's the truth it's a big fucking thing emoji was a big representation of identity for you. Yeah. Then you have, you you can own it and feel it and just let yourself be led and refined by it. And there's going to be a story about it. There's going to be something even in hindsight. And even right now, there's so many beautiful teaching moments, but we don't have to use the shame and the wounds that come with the rebirth to make it okay. That's the, the difference, I think, in the way we refine ourselves. It's just, this is who we are now. I don't have to justify myself get on board, we're going wild, we're going big, like we're dreaming, we're going, we're going to achieve it. But that was the difference for me. And I love our conversation about the emoji that just shifted everything for you because that's the representation of like the identity shift that happened.
1: I think this is so good because I think like what you were saying with your husband, it's like this can make people around us feel really uneasy with us. And even with like when clients go through a rebirth or a phoenix rising and they can burn down everything that has been incredibly amazing on their journey and then just burn it down because they're rebirthing and they need to have a reclamation and it's almost like it can be an excuse to say for example break contract because you're like now I'm rebirthing and I'm new and it was in integrity and now it's no longer but What's your vibes on that? Because I feel like that's a huge thing. It's people that go through the rebirth because maybe that's not their first rodeo. You're going to have many, like so many more, but they're not even going to be rebirths, They're just going to be finesses, finesses, because I'm going to stay true. It's like, I'm holding fast and saying true to whatever I committed to, whatever I said I was going to do. And I'm going to stay true to it. Maybe the presence comes and goes a little bit. If it's something that you're a part of and it may be no longer aligned but you're going to like oscillate with that and you're going to figure yourself out. But what I see a lot of the times is that rebirth that people go through and then they just destroy. It's like yeah. mass destruction in their path and they just light it fire to everything. They burn it to the ground. Like what's your vibes on that?
0: The thing that happened with that, it's, it's, it's where it creates a lot of chaos in people's lives. Like we cannot control someone who's having that kind of experience. And there's this kind of proudness that happens in the industry also. The, this is why my post was polarizing because people get yeah. proud of people. It's like, I'm pan. And, 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 it, and it validates the dark night of the soul. It, it validates that kind of darkness. But chaos doesn't have to be part of the, of the down moment. Does it make sense? Like I'm a dark woman into which like I'm not afraid of the dark. We talk about this. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be chaosful. It doesn't have to be like destroying your life. You don't have to destroy your life in order for you to rebirth. I'm always saying you can transition with grace and power. And the grace is what is missing so much. Grace. Yeah. Be graceful be graceful with the part of you who made commitment before she was not a like an asshole that was you that was you maintain commit to the end find ways to to, to just continue into which it feels better you know you're not stuck into the old part of you and i think this is why people are, are like destroying them themselves because they don't know how to be graceful and I think so many mm-hmm. times the shame. They don't know how to keep a commitment out of that is not part of who they want to, where they want to go. But it's like saying, Oh my God, I don't like my house. I'm in rebirth. I'm stopping my mortgage. That doesn't work. Continue. Doesn't it, 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 you. Try, try this with the bank. <laughs> try this. I'm sorry. I got a rebirth. I'm oh. not going to pay. I'm not <laughs> going <laughs> to pay. It's no want, longer in alignment. That's, that's not. not it's in alignment anyway. And I think it, it's it's, It's really about grace. When you're graceful, grace, like be graceful with yourself, with who you were, continue the commitment until you can get out of it. Like find ways to be in alignment with it. Like it's not like the past is like catastrophe and ugly thing. It's more like it's a new level of you. just you, you refine yourself, you refine yourself, you refine yourself and be okay. Like transition with grace and power, not destroy and rebuild again transition with grace and power it's going to feel so smoothly and people don't realize how much relationships are so important and they're destroying everything that is really golden is their relationship yeah. before their relationship their relationship is everything in every part and that was hard for me because the conflict that comes with it the emotion the you know that in rebirth like holding that potency in our body can feel really uncomfortable but i've learned to walk through it because i'm telling you it's easy to burn a relationship too yeah but in the long term it doesn't help it just doesn't it's it it, it doesn't feel good it's gonna bat- bite you in the ass after and it backlash like it's not worth it for the instant moment of rebirth it's not worth it learn to refine learn to be graceful learn to be okay with who you were in the past and continue to commit you're going to learn to love and actually you're going to learn to recognize yourself to to feel proud of yourself and re- really like you never feel good to be an asshole that's the truth you never feel good to harm and do that kind of thing and even if people is like in the name of the rebirth I'm burning everything you don't even feel good you don't mm-hmm. you, you just don't learn to be okay with yourself learn to learn w- to live with the the action of your past, that's okay. You're like continue until it's done. That's a commitment. Look how we can get out of it into which like is it possible? Can I sell my house? I don't like my house. Can I sell my house then instead of stop paying the mortgage? Does it doesn't make sense? Like find yeah. ways that are graceful and powerful, you know? Does it answer your question? I think so.
1: It completely does because it's really about that power. Because I feel like because we talk about the commitment. And I Mm -hmm. think what the biggest thing is when people go through that rebirth and the Mm -hmm. commitment, but then the powerlessness comes when we forget we were the person that made the commitment. We Mm -hmm. made a decision. We saw the terms. We chose to purchase because of the terms. It didn't say if you have a rebirth, you can exit. (laughs) It doesn't say that. It's not. There's no disclaimer on there that if you rebirth, it's like it's 12 months for a reason because otherwise it'd be like my private coaching. Come in for a month, you get a month and you can continue on because it's not that big long thing. It's not that that 12 months because we know how many times we're going to go up and down and up and down inside that 12 months and that's the power of the container, the power of rising yourself to the occasion. And it's almost like that micro thing because you can't rebirth and burn everything down So you stop like destroying everything because that's just not sustainable. You cannot keep doing that in a business. You can do it if you're at six figures once or twice. But if you keep doing that, you're never going to create a million dollar business because you keep on burning it down, burning it down, burning it down. Instead of refine, finesse, tweak, refine, finesse. That gets to be the thing that we do. And then obviously, if you do make a decision, it's like, well, just be more careful with the decisions you make going forward. Don't make them if you don't want to fulfill them. Bottom line, that's it. I love it oh my god this has been amazing this is being amazing is there anything that you would love to touch on that we haven't touched on is there anything that you want
0: to like wrap up with a little bow? i think what is coming through right now is i I wrote a quote about this today but it's more like you know you were born to be remembered you were born to create something big i know it you know it let's move on it like get out of your own way get over it like go for it that's that's so what's coming through for me today it's more like you cannot lie to yourself anymore just just do it you know that's so fucking basic but like in the grand scheme of thing when you're gonna look back and understand this you're gonna really realize like it was meant to be like no matter what you're going through no matter i was reading something and it says like gk rowling you know the one i wrote a reporter she Asked for 12 house publishing to sign her before being accepted. Mm-hmm. Like, he, PFK it's, it's, I don't know what's it in in French, but it's like, you know, a uh, Kentucky chicken, like mm-hmm. how many times he tried to sell his fucking chicken, like a hundred and a thousand times. Like it's people are so afraid to refine themselves until they get it. That it's just, it doesn't even make sense. Like just keep on, keep on, keep on like. Michael Jordan get, got kicked out of her. It his high school. But then it's Michael Jordan now. It's like, just do it. Go on it. learn to be a beginner. Learn to be a beginner. Learn to be at the bottom first and then move up. we like, don't be afraid to learn. Don't be afraid to start something. Just get out there. Give yourself the grace of learning things. I'm a really great coach, but I had to learn to be an entrepreneur. I had to. It was fucking hard on the ego because I thought I was so good. I was not. I was burning everything to the fucking ground. I was was not a strong CEO, but I was a great coach, but I was not a strong CEO. That was my truth. But give yourself the grace to be learning. That's okay. I'm learning. I'm learning to run a seven figures business. I'm learning to be and having thousands of people in my container and feel free and good, and belonging. I'm learning so many things right now. You're learning, I'm learning, we're all learning, but give yourself the space to learn, but go for it. Don't be afraid of the learning phase. You're always going to have a flip side, a new phase, a new learning curve, like every level is new. Anyway, learn to be okay with the learning, but go for it. Never just don't stop at this. That's that what's coming through for me.
1: I love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I feel like snaps from Roxy. That was a vibe. That was a moment. So I feel like just follow Roxy on Instagram. Like you'll get an instant vibe with Roxy on there. Follow her there. We'll have the links all over the internet for you. My favorite thing that you create is these reels. It's so you and it's just like, they're like infusions. I don't even call them reels. Yours are like Roxy infusion I love it and you can just skim over it it's just like got that transmission thank you I received that thank you I love it so much so thank you so much for being here I've loved our conversations that we've gotten to have I feel like podcasts these days are like hey let's just have a like big chat for like an hour and like record it so I love it so good Uh I've loved getting to know you in the group been so much fun having you around my world. Thank you so much for being here. Big squeezy hug from my house to yours. Thank you so much for being here. I love you guys. Go say hi to Roxy and love you.